Oh, it was wonderful. We just spooned up and fell asleep like little baby cats. Isn't that right, Honey Bunch? That's right, poopy hen. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have returning guest, Brianda. Welcome back. Hi! <laughs> Glad to be back. Yes, excited. Uh, so this week we are talking Season 6, Episode 15, Arcadia. This aired March 7th, 1999. It was written by Daniel Arkin. And directed by Michael Watkins. And this is Arkin's first X-Files script. And Michael Watkins directed Tithonus and a few other ones we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Daniel Arkin also wrote Red Rum from season eight. Okay. And that is like one of the few good season eight episodes say, that aren't myth arc. We're covering that one eventually, right? No. No. <laughs> but everyone can watch it if you'd like. It's It's good. It's just... Um. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> it's just an episode. <laughs> yeah, every time I talk about those, I'm like, it's fine, it's good. <laughs> like even the good episodes of like eight, nine, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the plot of Arcadia is on their first case back on the X Files. Mulder and Scully go undercover as a married couple into the heart of suburbia to solve some unexplained disappearances within the gated community in San Diego County. They make quick work of the suburbanites and their demanding and controlling HOA president. That's a bit of editorializing by B, but there's just, like, no competition for them. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not conniving enough. Like, only the Homeowners Association president is conniving enough. But even he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's nothing. You watch this episode for the fan fiction. You don't necessarily watch it for its outstanding plot. He just watched it for the fun of seeing them undercover as a couple. Right. Exactly. Having to it pretend was kind of to be married. Yeah. And how painful it is to Scully. <laughs> and how fun it is for Boulder. <laughs> he's living his best life. <laughs> he is. He's having a blast. Also, this this is where like one of the few ones where like them moving to California I think really helped because like this this is very much a Southern California suburb like you can't paint yeah. it as anything else. Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me is just that like that's that's just our impulse for so many of the episodes yeah. in this era. It's like what if we go to what if we go to LA? It's set like somewhere in California. Right. <laughs> somewhere in SoCal. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was kind of funny because in the books I read about this episode, is it like the very continuing theme? It's like this is a big episode for the shippers, which like I'm not saying it isn't, but I feel like it doesn't hit that itch like they expect it to, you know? Yeah, it's honestly it's not as good as um the Rain King in my opinion. Even though the Rain King yeah. has the big plot hole of not capitalizing on them having to share a bed, but like. That that is a bit more exciting from a shipper standpoint, I think, than this episode. But yeah, I enjoy it though. I also like how they always kind of talk about shippers in this term, like we're 
French, we're French citizens and we're on the verge of rioting. So <laughs> it doesn't go our way. We're going to burn some shit down. <laughs> like, in the tradition of the French. <laughs> they're just like so terrified of Romos. It's incredible. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, we're not that scary. I mean, some of them are, probably are, but. <laughs> right. Um, some of some of us are fine people, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're in San Diego County, and it's a suburban neighborhood. And I like the like the music uh, Mark Snow even puts over, like that do 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 do. It's very fun. And this, the dad from Even Stevens is uh, being terrorized by his <laughs> neighbors. Because he tries to be a little fun and whimsical and paint his mailbox a slightly different color, and then it gets like repainted by his neighbor, and he's livid. <laughs> you know, honestly, based like <laughs> it's not even like it was a radically different color; it was just like a slightly different shade of beige, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that just like cannot stand. I would be annoyed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It um it just is very much like that McDonald's with the turquoise arches because it was in like that Arizona community. Yep. <laughs> we we're like, no, you can't have yellow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I like how he it's just I won't say this is my nineties moment, so I'll just say it so hopefully it's not one of y'all. So it's like him calling them Nazis is just very like <laughs> like okay. <laughs> It's very 90s to me. Like, yeah. it just feels, yeah. yeah. Like, we have actual Nazis now. Like, this <laughs> right. It's like definitely. They did too then. Yeah. It, it's definitely like a bit different now. That's for sure. <laughs> like, if this episode was made today, they would be Nazis, but not because of the rules thing, but because they would be like, like suburban. Literal, yeah. Yeah. Living in a, uh, a suburban neighborhood that's like rotted the average american psyche yeah but someone set him up and sent him this little uh whirly gag whatever they're they're called i kept writing calling them doohickeys those like (laughs) kitschy you know lawn ornament decorations and Mm -hmm. so he's like okay i'll show them and i'll put this up and bam killed by a tulpa (laughs) (laughs) dead gone (laughs) <laughs> was it worth it <laughs> so we have the credits and then seven months later we have a new family moving in and who is it other than Mulder and Scully <laughs> and him like getting out of that minivan with the sweater around his so shoulders funny. Oh goodness! and like oh my god it's- and he was just he was like eating it up he was just like that's one of the wow, best gags honey. in the shows the way he just like gets out of that minivan and it's just like sweater tied over the shoulders like new england prep boy hilarious such a very he, he's very dad. excited yeah he's like a little too excited like that's a number one like red flag that like something's gonna be weird is like Mulder is like giddy he he's having a blast, which is so funny that like he doesn't even think it's an X file, mm-hmm, yeah. and he's just like, "Well, if it's not an X file, I just want to have some fun. Like, I'm not taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to vibe with this woman. I'm like trying to convince to sleep with me, and she is like not having it. 
Yeah. My theory is that like Scully is entirely too horny to be in the same house as him and it's like pissing her off. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scully's like actually trying to work because she's a professional <laughs> and Mulder's not a professional. And so he's just on vacation. Yeah, like, I feel like in her mind, she's like, I literally just got put back on the X-Files. Like, I can't fuck this up again, and Mulder mm-hmm. can't fuck this up either. So, like, we just need to, like, do solve this case, and Mulder's just like, oh my god, honey. Like, I didn't carry you over the threshold. <laughs> Come make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Like, he if if he can't solve an X-File, he's gonna annoy people. Yep. And luckily in this episode, he gets to do both. Yep. Also, my theory of why Mulder picked Rob and Laura Petrie, which is it's supposed to be Petrie because that's what it is in the Dick Van Dyke show. But I think he just like fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the night on his couch and like the TV was still on and like Dick Van Dyke show reruns were airing. And so he was just like Rob and Laura Petrie. <laughs> perfect name. <laughs> Of course. But then he had to change it to Petrie for Scully. <laughs> yeah, I love when Scully's like, it's Petrie, actually. Like the dish. <laughs> mm, that's what you want to so bring good. to people's mind is bacterial <laughs> cultures. It, yes, yes, exactly. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> and also in Wilder's vision, he, he works mostly from home. So he's like a house husband, and he's just like, my lovely wife, who makes all the money, I'm just here out of her beck and call. It's just like, that's his dream. (laughs) Based, honestly. (laughs) I find it really fun as like a character note, and just like for the dynamics of this episode, that Scully is so put off by Mulder, like... Right in this scene is when she like shrugs mm-hmm. off his arm when like the neighbor walks out of his like uh, vision, and it's just like really fun to have her like be that irritated. With yeah, it's more fun than her playing along. Yes, yeah. it's way more fun mm-hmm. than her playing along. So the funny thing about the whole like you have to move in before six thing is like it sounds very silly. I've never heard that before in my life, but it actually did happen to Daniel Arkin. He moved into a co-op in Brooklyn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he his movers got there late and he didn't know. He didn't read like the entire thing. <laughs> so he find $1,000 for going past like the move-in time. That's so much that's, money. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I would like start a war with them. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, the HOA hate in this episode is like totally based. Like, like yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, like, the entire neighborhood, like, descends on them trying to help them move in on time. <laughs> Gotta get him in before six. And, of course, um, Mike, who is played by someone from ER, they, like, squeezed him in just in time. Like, they had to work a lot around his schedule. I like, recognized him from ER. Remember the Titans? Oh, he he—he's he, like been in a lot of. He's stuff, one of the like, yeah. football players, so he was like, "I'm Big Mike, obviously," and I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's really nice, Abraham Ben Ruby. Yeah, but I like how he just like <laughs> in his effort of trying to help, just like suplexes the box labeled shiner. <laughs> He's like, sorry. He's like, what was your what? Like, literally, what was your game plan here? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, like, the 
the the fear struck in Wynn's heart when he sees the basketball hoop. <laughs> you fan of b-ball, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So then Mulder and Scully are investigating the house, and we have lots of good jokes and jabs and gags in this little bit. Mulder continues to harass Scully about the whole like being fake married thing. <laughs> the, her like doing the camcorder. Uh, which I just found it very funny that like that was the mode to like give us a background on the case, which I don't think it was like a bad thing. It was just very funny. It's like, how do I explain like what this case is? And it's just Scully like narrating while filming the house. And then Mulder's like, you want to film the honeymoon video yet? (laughs) (laughs) Mulder just joking around. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing camcorder, like the little flip out and everything. (laughs) Yeah. But people keep disappearing from this neighborhood, which we could gather from the fact that the clients were murdered by the Tulpa in the, in the cold open. <laughs> and this was all a scheme by Skinner. He was the one that suggested the undercover thing. So thank you, Comrade Skinner. <laughs> for that brilliant idea. He's always been an ally for the robot community. <laughs> for real, though, yeah. The, okay, I will be honest. I do think the woman make me a sandwich line kind of irritates me. I know he's doing it jokingly, but it does kind of piss me off. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a it's just like a gut reflex at this point to like just be like, yeah. Ugh, just have a like visceral reaction when you hear that line from anyone. Yeah, it's only funny when women are like jokingly misogynistic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not yeah. funny when a guy is. No, but when I say something. <laughs> It's never funny like from a that. man's mouth. <laughs> no, but it's funny when I say. <laughs> right. I do want to say, though, during that part, and this just may, may be wishful thinking on my end, but I feel like I saw, like, Scully holding back a smile during that entire interaction <laughs> right before she threw the gloves at him. So I was like, okay, she's there's a part of her that's enjoying this as well. Yeah, she just was like, it's. it feels like... um. When, like, your kid's acting up and they're doing something really funny, but, like, you can't laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't want to encourage him. He is being a little funny, right? <laughs> no. And Scully's like, you're not taking this seriously. And he's like, it's not an X-File. What are we which, even doing here? <laughs> very brave of him to insist that something isn't an X-File. He's usually the other way. Like, everything's yeah. an X-File to him. Yeah, it is kind of funny that he's like, uh, these weird disappearances i don't care when i do think like normally he would be like yeah that is a little weird yeah Mm -hmm. he truly just took this case because he wanted to like play house with scully and that's why he accuses her of he says like oh admit it admit it you just want to play house he's like no you just want to play house right he's got the euphoria of being back on the x-files and their first assignment having to pretend to be married he's like he's just winning you know yeah what better welcome it's all coming up Mulder. <laughs> exactly. So then we have a scene where the, some of the neighbors are over at the HOA president, Gogolak, Gene Gogolak's place. And this is like, I feel like they could have leaned into this a little bit more because like, it's kind of there, but I feel like a second pass could have made it more like clear 
It's like he dismisses he he acts like a mob boss essentially. He's like he tells Mike to go to the restroom and then tells the other guy to like help make sure he ends up in the right place just so he can talk to Win. Like it's very like controlling, mm-hmm. but I feel mm-hmm. like the episode didn't hit the didn't make it as sinister as it it should have been. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it could have been a bit more of like why does this guy hold so much power over mm-hmm. everyone else mm-hmm. like. It is just kind of like he just kind of comes off as an asshole instead of like someone that they should be scared of where I feel like it would have played better if he did play it more sinister, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone was a little more terrified of him because it feels a bit more like everyone has a little bit too much respect for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, I don't understand why they should have any respect for him. Yeah, like, we get bits and pieces, like, Mike says later, like, the original homeowners, so, like, there's obviously some yeah exclusive group, so, you know, we've only seen, we only see, like, the, what we assume are the original homeowners with, yeah. like, Big Mike and Wynn mm-hmm. and Cammy. so we don't get any of, like, the outsiders even within this community, and they could have leaned more into this, like, tribal aspect that, right. like, they uh-huh. clearly hint at, like, Big yeah. Mike watches that like video. Yeah. It's not really a hint. It's pretty clear. <laughs> well, they it's just, just like, staring you. Yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they don't lean into it enough. I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely. I feel like it could have been played on more. Yeah. But they want to get Mike killed because he's being a little soft. He's like, "What if we just tell them if they don't follow the rules, they're gonna get killed? Why can't we just do that?" <laughs> I mean, Mike's based. Like, he's just this nice veterinarian. He feels bad. How did he end up in this neighborhood? I don't he doesn't know. need that much space. He lives alone. I know. <laughs> I feel so bad for house. him. <laughs> like, dude, just move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you just leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Is it is it blood in, blood out? <laughs> right. Maybe. As soon as you sign that lease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> paperwork <laughs> but like the the tribal part that i mentioned is so classic x-files to me like this is something they do in like a number of episodes like mm-hmm. detour is definitely a part where they talk about like animal instincts this sort of you know basal fear basal like hive mindset but they get mike because they smash his light bulb in his porch and as he hurries to try to fix it the uh the tulpa takes him out so, sorry to Mike. Yeah. He's, like, the only good person in this episode. For real, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Wynn is cleaning off Mike's porch, and when Mulder and Scully come by to return the dishes he gave them after breaking their fake china dishes. <laughs> and this is, like, my favorite Mulder line in this episode is... When he asks him how they slept, and he goes, oh, we just um, spooned up and fell asleep like little baby cats. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so ridiculous. Like, no normal person would say that. (laughs) And him, like, saying uh, to Scully, like, isn't that right? Um, Whatever he called it. Honey bunch. Honey honey bunch. (laughs) That's it right, Poopy Head. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Her response is just great. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. 
I would, yeah, very, very me response from Scully. That's exactly what I would say, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do, they do snag somehow after all of their antics, Wynn still does invite them to dinner, <laughs> which is very funny. And Mulder and Scully go to talk to Gogolak real quick because Mulder really does need that basketball hoop. Yeah. It's very important to him. It's essential. <laughs> he just, he needs it. He's play his people. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like sitting on the couch all like lovey-dovey. <laughs> it's very, very cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they really did get me there. <laughs> oh, but we do find out about Gogolak is that he is an importer from, like he imports stuff from Nepal and Tibet. Like home um, goods. Yeah, ugly stuff that he insists you can't have in his own. Like it's like this is how he makes his money, but also in his own neighborhood, he's like, no, 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 none of that. Mm-hmm. At least not outdoors. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so at the dinner, they mentioned the dolphin ta- safe tuna thing, which I had to look up, <laughs> and it was like using specific nets to not get dolphins tangled up. Mm-hmm. Did, have y'all heard this before or did it just like completely pass because this some some loony lib stuff or what <laughs> i've heard of it before but it definitely feels like a 90s early 2000s like mm-hmm. liberal consciousness type of thing like yeah it's just it's like canned tuna like <sighs> yeah but like why why do we not have this dolphin safe mark anymore that is all tuna dolphin safe now do they not use those nets or do people just not care about the dolphins anymore because they found out they were rapists <laughs> <laughs> i really don't know <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on here anyway dolphins aren't as cute anymore so we can we can eat the non-dolphin safe tuna now <laughs> yeah. And I like how Mulder assumes like they were eating dolphin or something. <laughs> that was really funny uh, and like Scully's <laughs> fake laugh in order because everyone just feels the like awkward silence. She just goes like ha 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 <laughs> She's like, he's not a dumbass, I promise. He just doesn't buy groceries. <laughs> Mulder, just having the time of his life, says to them that they met, him and Scully met at a UFO conference. This is great. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I didn't know you were into that. And he's like, "I, me? No, not at all. <laughs> me and but Laura here. <laughs> just can't get enough of this Way stuff. into it. <laughs> She's into all that woo-woo shit. <laughs> I think this is, like, pretty funny because Jillian is kind of new agey, like, IRL. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. like, maybe this is, like, David poking fun at Jillian more than it is <laughs> anything else. That'd be really funny. She's, like, Mulder in real life, except I don't think she really believes in aliens. Yeah. She's, like, mm-hmm. Melissa Scully in real life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, she is, like, pretty new agey in real life. I also like how annoying they are. In this, because they're like, well, you know, you said Mike left town, but we called his office. And they I haven't know. heard from him. Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> like, just really turning the screws on them. I mean, it's they're like, just like yeah. not casual about it, like at all either. <laughs> like, 
they're so obviously cops in this. It's kind of really <laughs> funny. Like Scully can't not walk like an FBI agent. Like <laughs> she can't walk like a suburbanite housewife, like at mm-hmm. all. Like she just has this FBI girl walk to her mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. And the way that they're like, oh yeah, you said Mike was out of town, but we called his office. Like no normal person would do that. <laughs> You know what I found really interesting? Oh, you can go ahead. (laughs) Oh, no, I just wanted to say how they like quickly cover themselves with like, oh, we were thinking about getting a pet, you know, like (laughs) trying to make it Mm -hmm. not seem weird. The fact that they called his office. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What I found really interesting in my behind the scenes book is that when they were talking about their outfits, it was really fun to have Mulder dress in like this very suburbanite thing. But they said with Scully... it was a bit vague, but I think like what they were saying is that Jillian was kind of particular about the outfits. So they were like, you won't see her in jeans. And I was like, wait, like, is this a Jillian thing? Does she just like not wear jeans? (laughs) Like, what is this? So like, that's why Scully's outfit is like similar to Scully in real life, but just lighter colors Mm -hmm. because they like couldn't put her in jeans and and, and stuff. And I was just like, that's so weird. That's really funny. She should have been wearing jeans or something. Yeah, I was like Scully and mom jeans would be such a good look. Oh mm-hmm. my god! It would. Can you imagine the power? Maybe she just knows that like <laughs> that's too powerful for the world to handle, and so she's yeah, like, maybe. "We can't put this on screen." I'd like desperately need to like find a picture of Jillian Anderson in jeans now. I know. Like, I, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, have I ever seen her in jeans? I don't know. Was I don't she think in jeans? So. I'm trying to like, think of like it was episodes. the '90s. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of episodes like the one. The main one with the doll that was co-written by Stephen King. Was she not oh, in Chinda. jeans? Yeah. Was she not in jeans no. in that one? She's on vacation. No, she did. She's like wearing all black half the time. Like black jeans, maybe. Maybe, but I don't even mm. know. Ooh. Yeah, we need to find a picture of her in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> if if any of our listeners have pictures of Julie Anderson in jeans, please send them <laughs> to us. <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> So Scully and um, Cammy take their annoying little rat dog on a walk, and he like climbs to the sewer for God knows what reason. And Scully's just like reaching into the sewer, which like I I wouldn't say that I was afraid of sewers growing up, but I don't think I ever would have stuck my arm in one. Yeah, you know? just because yeah. I don't know what animals are living down there. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Like, yeah, there's not like traditional sort of storm drains like that one in like mine and Brianda's hometown. So mm-hmm. I don't even know how we would access the sewers if not just like through some manhole covers. Our yeah, town has very weird drainage. But Scully sees Mike's necklace down the drain. So mm-hmm. where's Mike? Mm-hmm. Who knows? And that little little rat dog bounces out and it's got some gunk on his head scully very slickly like wipes the gunk off and is like putting it in this little thing just so that she could take a sample of it later Mm -hmm. see that was slightly done everything else not so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) scully's good at being undercover molder I also like how like it Scully clearly sent Mulder on a fake run to go get the mm-hmm. necklace and to like check out Mike's house. That was like very nice. Yeah. So he comes back and he like does his like annoying bachelor pad habits with Scully living at the same house and she's just like 
so irritated with him. She's like, who told you? Who taught you how to <laughs> squeeze a tube of toothpaste? It's like, who needs to be taught to squeeze a tube of toothpaste? Right. Like, is Scully just like very anal about the way like you squeeze a tube of toothpaste? Because I'm like, how, how do you fuck this up? Like, I'm genuinely confused. How did he mess this up, Scully? <laughs> maybe she's one of those people that is like, you absolutely have to squeeze it from the bottom. And maybe he's chaotic like me and just squeezes it from whatever spot in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, you could just like push it right, to the, the top if yeah. you need to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he also has his shoes on while on the bed, <laughs> which like bothered me more than anything else. Yes. I was like, dude, your shoes are gross. Take them off before you get in bed. Bed is bed is clean. Yeah, even when he got up, there's like one right on the end, and he was just outside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and um, she yells at him about the toilet seat being up, which yes, I fully again. Mm-hmm. I I don't like it. Was sh- my dad was the only guy in the family growing up, and I've never like lived with like shared a bathroom with another guy. So yes, I would. I don't look sometimes late at night, and I think I have definitely had moments where I've like almost fallen in. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that irritates me, too. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. irritating. I also like how Mulder's like, you know, they're really anal about rules, so you would fit really, you fit really well in here, Scully. <laughs> Have you considered that? What an and She's like, and you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets banished to sleep on the couch, and he has a few quips to say, you know, we're married. And then when he kicks kicked out, <laughs> the love is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so annoying. It's incredible. <laughs> so Mulder's goal for the next day is he's he wants to piss off the neighbors. He wants to find out what happens if you break enough rules. And <laughs> him waking up, presumably going to the store, coming back with the pink flamingo putting it in the line, and then going, bring it on. (laughs) Just absolutely chef's kiss. (laughs) And it's like five seconds the flamingo's gone, so he ups it, he like pushes the mailbox around, just trying whatever he can to get the whatever's bad happens when you break the rules out. And... When he's like watching the front door and he like almost uses almost uses the OJ carton as like a piss jug. Oh, is he disgusting. thought about it. He almost did it. I was about to be like, <laughs> he, don't you dare. Seriously, that I think the only thing that. that's <laughs> what is wrong with men. <laughs> I think he um, I wonder if he was just like, well, what if Scully walks in at this exact moment? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. what stopped him? What angel on his shoulders told him, don't do that? <laughs> but someone leaves him a note and says, act right before it gets dark or else. And he's like, okay, I'll wait till it's dark to really ramp up my game of being annoying. <laughs> so he starts playing basketball at 1030 at night and... Tulpa, no Tulpa. I'm beating his ass. Like, I would be livid. So he's out there bouncing a damn basketball at 10. I'd be like, do you have any any clue what you're doing right now? 
And then it's like Wynn charges at him to like try to get him to stop. And Mulder's just like, oh, do you want to play? Do you play horse? (laughs) And they kind of fight over the basketball. Instead of Mulder and Scully being the targets, Mike had broke the light bulb on their porch light. Mm-hmm. And so they get chased by the tulpa instead. Mm-hmm. Cammy mm-hmm. does at least. Poor Cammy. So good on Mike <laughs> for uh, trying to get his neighbors killed. Yeah, honestly, you know? yeah, good I mean, for him. For honestly, for Mike, that's just eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mike knows Tad, exactly who set him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mikey was even the one that pulled the basketball hoop back in. Muller is still, you know dicking around in the yard trying to he finds this big hole underneath the sod where the creature was and he's like I like how he's just like I don't know it just crawls underground <laughs> it's like what <laughs> huh he finally <laughs> believes it's an X-File now <laughs> yeah he's like okay yeah I'm convinced yeah. <laughs> X-File absolutely <laughs> it's a good thing we're here now let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> Scully almost taking him out with the uh, fire poker was uh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And we have been, like, overly focused on... I will say... Okay, I say overly focused on Mulder and Scully. I don't mean that I wanted it to be more focused on everybody else, because that probably would be boring. (laughs) But I, like, we switch back to Wynn confronting Gene, and I'm just like, oh, right. (laughs) This is happening. (laughs) Yeah. And then Gene is just like, look at your neighbor. Why are you yelling at me? (laughs) So we find out that this creature is made of garbage. Because this neighborhood was built in an old landfill. It's like very on the nose, like garbage, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> stinky neighbor, suburban neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me, there's a neighborhood in central Texas that is built near near a landfill and it's called Trash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and the neighborhood smells like trash. Man. That would be tough to live near. I drive through like yeah towns mm-hmm. sometimes, like they're like really oil refinery dependent oh, or, or something. So bad. Yeah, and they smell yeah. so. It's just like, why did I drive through? Like, why did I not find it all to out? Like, this is brutal. <laughs> yeah. So Mulder, he's like, we need to find out if the clients are like in our front yard, but if we call like for a team, we're blown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Mulder's honestly brilliant idea is to dig up the front yard for a reflecting pool, <laughs> and he is going to like cause a heart attack in this neighborhood. Like he is going to get one of these people killed sh- purely by shock and anxiety <laughs> that he is terrorizing this community. <laughs> he. Got paid by the FBI to show up and be as annoying as possible, and he's really excelling in the position. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I like how Smugly is like, it's not in the CC and R's. I looked. You can look. <laughs> it's a reflecting Nothing pool. Nothing against. It's pool. a reflecting pool. It's quite calming. Yeah, it's very calming. <laughs> I like how this woman is like going crazy about this and he's just like it's very it's very tranquil you'll love it (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Mulder, people loves just stagnant water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real I mean, nice. I guess it'd be a waterfall, but... <laughs> this is where Mulder does find out... He does find the thingamajig that Gogolak gave to the clients to get them killed. And so the Tulpa is, like, going after Scully, but Mulder is, you know, gone. <laughs> He's gone to <laughs> confront Gogolak. And... Scully's gone. Gun is gone because Mike took it. Yeah. It very Mike is very sweet. He did help her and he did shove her to closet. And it's just like, I got this. I don't have it, but I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how how does this Tulpa work? Does it just grab the nearest person? I guess it must because when it does get Gogolak, it's not like Gogolak specifically broke any rules. He was just in the vicinity of the broken mailbox, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he was, like, handcuffed to it. I think Mulder handcuffed him to it or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it didn't really matter if he wasn't the one that did the mailbox damage. It was just that he was in the vicinity, I think. Yeah. But well, I, I also just found it very funny that Gogolak is just like, you're going to go tell, you're going to get in front of a jury and tell them that I'm like controlling a tulpa with my mind, like a thought mind creature. And it's like, he said more embarrassing things. And also like, he's gone against like more powerful people than you. Like, yeah. he's threatening yeah. him and it's just like, you don't know who you're threatening. Like, this dude is untouchable. He's not <laughs> yeah. afraid to say the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like season one. He's already like telling people <laughs> like the craziest shit in court and like uh, somewhere where there is legal repercussions for lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Gogolak's handcuffed to the mailbox. Mulder goes to find Scully and finds her in the closet. He like starts to free her and then like hears the yelling and he's like, no, I gotta go see this monster. Uh, sorry, Scully. He didn't even apologize. He just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Scully, you kind of knew who your partner was. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to have to just crawl out of there yourself. <laughs> She's like partially free. She could do the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, it, the Tulpa kills Jean. And when Jean dies, the Tulpa disintegrates. And so Mulder doesn't get offed. He escapes once again. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like a very anticlimactic ending for the monster to just turn into a pile of dirt all of a sudden. Yes. It's like, yes. Okay, we're going somewhere, and no, we're not. So, like, this episode is really fun for like all of the ways in which it's really fun, but it's like really disappointing, like plot wise. Like, it's just like, and nothing happens at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mulder's proof is gone again. Yeah. <laughs> He's used to it by this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have our segments. And as always, we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! The Mulder rating. So I think Mulder is really yucking it up how annoying he is. He's annoying Scully, he's annoying the neighbors. You know, it's very indiscriminate, annoying thing. And I think it would be a disservice if I gave him a low grading because I think he, his whole point is to be annoying. And so I'm giving him an eight. He earned it. I think he would be very proud of the eight. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Laura. this is... Yeah, this is definitely a high Mulder rating episode. Yeah, I gave him a 9.5 because while he's not annoying as like like level 10 annoying where it's just like genuinely like too much, he is like 
torturing Scully at points in this episode, <laughs> like during the dinner and like everything else. Like he is just like torturing her. And that's why it's a little bit higher for me because mm-hmm. not only is he just being annoying, but he's also doing it to like really, really like mess with Scully. Like not like too much necessarily, but like a little too much. Mm-hmm. He's laying it on thick. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And like she has almost no defense, right? Like she doesn't have her normal defenses, which is like why I think it's a little bit higher for this episode. Yeah, she could only like do her like very uh, flat delivery that Mulder knows that she's yeah. irritated, mm-hmm. but like the average person will just think that she's like like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Brianda. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go high with this one. I really, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun. But yeah, outside of like the environment or point of this episode, I want to say, yeah, no, no comparison on how annoying he is. So I did give him a nine as well. Or well, as a high <laughs> rating. As fun yeah, as it yeah. was to hear all those quips. Yeah. <laughs> outside of this, probably not. agreed and next we have so uh this must be the enigmatic agent scully our sassiest scully moment laura oh what a good episode there's so many (laughs) um really just a feast i can't not not give it to calling Mulder a poopy head like (laughs) (laughs) it's just like really funny it's a little I mean, it's very childish. Like, a poopy head is a very childish term to call someone. And, like, we don't see Scully being childish very much. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, a little bit... Like, Mulder has more of the, like, kind of annoying sort of poking fun moments in this episode. But, like, this is one where she kind of gets him back. And, like, that's that's really fun. Like, this is one where she, like, has him in a moment where he can't be like, don't call me a poopy head. Um... <laughs> And yeah, yeah. So I'm moving it to the poopy head moment. Perfect, Brianda. I'm gonna go because yeah, I had a whole list, um, but I want to say my favorite <laughs> one is after uh, Mulder's like, you know, go in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. She just gives him her looks, one of her looks, and then throws her gloves at him. So yes. I, I love <laughs> that. <a> one. Yeah, <laughs> the one that one was so good. Like, yeah, as much as I hate up. that line, that that response is just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even going to dignify that with... <laughs> you know, she like, hits him right anything. in the face, too, with, like, her sweaty, gross gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I had all of those on my list. Like, the Galeris were, like, out of control. Um, this episode, they were so good. But I think I have to give it to... <laughs> like her face when Mulder says they met at a UFO conference. <laughs> just yes. like having this sprung on her and like her just be like, oh, you wouldn't say. Like <laughs> they're she like, wants, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> she wants to murder him in that moment. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. She's just like very like um her forced smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. incredible. Yes. And lastly, we have Welcome, you've got mail. Our 90th moment, uh, Brianda. Um, I'm going to go with, because I actually had a couple, but I think my favorite one is when they find the little whirligig 
and Scully's calling the excavation team and just knowing the number by heart and dialing it. <laughs> just like, no need for a contact. She just knows a number right off the bat. <laughs> exactly. Knowing people's phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. Yeah, so my 90s moment, I'm going to give it out a shout out to um, Mulder's fashion. It's very on point for like late 90s, early 2000s, upper white middle class dad fashion. Like Mm -hmm. it's just collared polos and khakis and a belt and like tennis shoes, like Mm -hmm. on repeat, like especially I think I was really struck by his outfit whenever he's like puts in the pink flamingo and is like staking Mm -hmm. out the mailbox and all that other stuff. It's just... It's very, yeah, just very 90s dad fashion. Yeah. He's, like, literally dressed like Bill Jr. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Except his shirts are, like, less wide. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. He's not as backy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my backup was the little Lacoste shirt, too, with yes. a little gator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then my first one was a cam- the camcorder, because yeah. <laughs> I love that. As someone who, like, in, like, the early 2000s would just, like, try to make little videos. Not like mm-hmm. not like I was a, a filmmaker actually making, like, scripted. I was just, like, interviewing my pets and like, mm-hmm. giving Aww. a tour of my room. <laughs> Cute. Interviewing my sister and I pets. did shoot a Goodbye Earl music video. Yes. <laughs> yes. And my mom played Earl. And she, like, got in a sleeping bag <laughs> to be, like, the dead when de- uh, Earl comes back and he's dead. I love that. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> so I saw that camcorder and I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. It's also, like, very much a, like, a, like, video recorder, like, of that era. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, the big tape ones anymore. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not, like, like the like nice like handheld ones, ones. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's like very in between it's very nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it probably has like some cool settings on there like mm-hmm, i remember mm-hmm. mine had a lot of you could like uh, uh invert the colors mm-hmm. and, right and do that kind of stuff make it like yeah. look like an old western yeah, <laughs> yeah. the sepia toned yeah <laughs> yes yes so i really like this episode i think it's a lot of fun I think the plot, like, I think the plot, the the nugget at the, the heart of the story is really good because suburban culture is, like, prime for lambasting. But I think, like, if there are better versions of lambasting suburban culture than this episode, right. um, I feel like they didn't have, like, enough teeth on that part. But it was still a lot of fun, and it was still, like, good for what it was, what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like a lot of fun, but it's not necessarily like a meaty plot episode. Yeah. And I I was kind of struck of how like, if you made this episode today, you would definitely make, I feel like you would ham up the horror a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think the suburbanites would be like a lot more repulsive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then what they ended up just being like, because in this episode, it feels like they're um, people who are very p- passionate about rules. And they just, that was like the end goal for them. It's just the rules are important, and I hate when people break the rules. Which, yeah. like, at the heart of it, like, that's still suburban culture today, but a lot of it is a lot more like 
intensely fear driven mm-hmm. in a way this episode doesn't really hit on them being actually afraid of people outside their own community yeah as yeah also as someone who like grew, grew up in the suburbs i am all for lambasting it <laughs> <laughs> yeah did y'all have any final thoughts yeah. we also barely touched on it but yes very fanfic um <laughs> yeah yeah story. definitely <laughs> it is and 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 like a fanfic, it's like they felt like it kind of felt like they didn't know how to end it, so the monster just disintegrates into a pile of dirt. <laughs> You're like, oh no, exactly. I don't know what to do, and he's just it's yeah. resolved. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has this fanfic thing where they got a little too into like making the whole couple thing, mm-hmm. yep. making a lot of jokes in that expense that they forgot to do anything. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Monsters gone. The planned community won like <laughs> top community for the sixth year in a row, whatever again. Everything's back oh, to yes, normal. Yes. <laughs> so that was our episode. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us any pictures of Jillian Anderson wearing jeans, which please that do. is what I will be doing. Like the second we press stop on the recording is I will be Googling Jillian Anderson jeans. I need to know if they exist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, so email us at condensedtruthpod at gmail.com we are also pretty close to the end of season 6 so we'll have our bonus episode soon so if you have any questions you'd like to email us for a bonus episode that'd be cool um, next time we will be talking season 6 episode 19 the unnatural so I will be in full force. <laughs> I will be so excited. My two loves. Baseball the X-Files and, the X-Files. and baseball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yes, I will be very excited. Um, I guess uh, something to note, if, if you haven't seen the show before, they do like use some slurs in that episode, just so you know. It's shot in like, 1940s America. So, you know, the N-word gets used. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Content warning. Yeah. That's one thing. Not to not to derail us at the end of it, but I, with like this this episode and with Quantum Leap, I was like shocked you could just use the N word on like broadcast television in the nineties, like just absolutely gobsmacked. It was just wild. Like that is crazy. I mean, in in both situations, they were trying to do like a period appropriate thing, so I get that, but it was still just very shocking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Thank you so much to Brianda for coming back on. This is yeah, a lot of thanks fun. Again. Thanks for having me. I had fun. This was a fun episode. Yes, it's one of my yes. favorites. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And I hope everyone has. I keep saying nice weekend and then publishing these like Saturdays. So <laughs> I hope when you listen to this, when I get it out on Saturday, probably, you are actively having a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.